Let's talk taxes. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, and you know how this works. I am going to hang out with you for a little while and hopefully give you some actionable, practical advice that you can apply right now to your voiceover business. That's what this podcast is all about. Now, before we do get into this week's episode, I want to remind you of a couple of things. First of all, there's plenty of really cool VOpreneur swag. Did you know that? You can get t-shirts and hats and hoodies, and there's even a brand new everyday VOpreneur water bottle that you can get that you can, you know, take into the studio with you. It's got a lid on it, so you're not going to spill all over your equipment. But all of that VOpreneur swag is available on the website. Go to VOpreneur.com and click on the shop button. That's VOpreneur.com and click on the shop button. And I also want to remind you that you can listen wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So subscribe if this is your first time listening and you will never have to miss another episode. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Amazon Music, everywhere. So subscribe and listen and learn. So I know that I've talked about taxes in the past. I have done an episode previously on the subject, but I think that it's one that's worth hitting on again. And I think that it's a rather timely episode as well, considering that, uh, I mean, for me, I'm in the heart of tax season right now, and chances are you are too. What I want to talk to you about today is one very specific thing that I think that you need to be doing for your voiceover business. And I think this is an area where a lot of voice actors fall short. For the vast majority of our lives, we have been employees, most of us, right? So we go to work and we work for somebody else. And taxes is something that we don't really have to think about other than an inconvenience that gets deducted from our paycheck every two weeks or, you know, on the 15th and the 30th of the month or however it was or is that you get paid when you're going and working your nine to five job. So because of the fact that it just happens automatically and it's not something that we really think about, when we go into business for ourselves, when we take the VOpreneur route, as it were, most of us are not prepared to deal with taxes. And this was a lesson that I had to learn the hard way. The first couple of years that I was doing voiceover full-time, I wasn't making a ton of money. And so when the tax bill came around at the end of the year, Generally speaking, it wasn't a really big tax bill. I mean, it was still a little bit of a surprise, like, oh, I got to pay that. But, you know, then I'd pay it and I would move on. But what I started to figure out was, hey, the more money that I make, the bigger this tax bill is going to get and the harder that it is going to be to come up with the finances that I need in order to pay that tax bill. 
at the end of the year. Not only that, but the more money that I start to make more consistently, I knew that the government was going to flip me over to quarterly installments. And so depending on where you live and how your tax system works, sometimes you might only pay your taxes once a year. But if you are self-employed, there is this distinct possibility that you are going to find yourself in a position, if you're not already there, where eventually you will be required or expected to pay your taxes quarterly, which isn't necessarily a bad thing as long as you are prepared for it. But again, that's what this episode is about because most of us are not prepared for it because most of us are not used to having to do that sort of thing. So about my third year doing voiceover full-time, uh, that year, I probably made, I think it was around seventy, seventy-five thousand dollars or something like that. And that was when I got my first real butt puckering reality check of how bad it is when you are not prepared to pay your taxes. Because that was the first time that I got a really hefty bill at the end of the year. And that was the first time that I was like, holy crap, I'm going to have to come up with a better system for this because I don't want to ever find myself in that situation ever again. And so going into my fourth year, full-time, what I did was I sat down with my accountant and we came up with a, a projection. So he did a five-year summary for me. Um, you know, here's what I made last year. Here's what I made this year. Here's, you know, following this trajectory. Here's potentially what you're going to make next year. Here's what you could potentially make the year after that, year after that. And so we laid out this summary so that we could then figure out, okay, based on income growth, and then based on various and assorted tax brackets, here's what you are potentially going to end up having to pay in taxes. And then we take that number and we break it down into quarterlies so that I know approximately every quarter, here's what my tax bill is going to be. And then from there, we can make an estimation of what percentage I need to be setting aside in order to not find myself with a ginormous surprise tax bill at the end of the year. This is what I want to encourage you to do if you haven't done it already. Now, a question that I get asked a lot is, when should I start with an accountant? And the answer is immediately. The correct answer is immediately. Because a good accountant is going to pay for themselves so many times over in what they are ultimately going to save you in taxes. Even when you are starting out in your business and you're probably operating at a loss, because you've spent money on demos, you've spent money on a website, you've spent money on a studio, and hopefully you're claiming all of those things. But by the time you take up all of those expenses based on what you might actually make, maybe in year one or year two, you might be operating at a very minimal profit or possibly operating at a loss. And so that's where a good accountant is going to save you money, even from the very beginning. A lot of people think that you know, I'll get an accountant when I start making 50 grand a year, or I'll get an accountant when I start making 100 grand a year. And I'm saying, no, you need an accountant when you're making like five grand a year because they are going to pay for themselves many times over and what they are ultimately going to save you. But what you need to do is you need to sit down with your accountant. And I would suggest doing something very similar where you figure out what kind of trajectory is my income on? What kind of tax bracket is that going to put me in? And how do I need to best prepare for it? So, for example, in Canada, we have many tax brackets. And so part of my income gets taxed at this percent. Part of it gets taxed at this percent. Part of it gets taxed at another percentage. Part of it gets taxed at another percentage. And so it's a, a growing scale. 
which makes things a little bit more complicated. But when you sit down and average it out, you can figure out what percentage you need to be setting aside. And so I know for me up to this year, I have always set aside 30%. So literally every single check that I get, if it is a $500 check, 30% goes into a totally separate bank account. If it's a $200 check, 30% goes into an entirely different bank account. It doesn't matter. 30% of every dime, the minute that I receive that money, gets transferred into a fully separate bank account. That was how I saved myself. The reason why I was inspired to do this episode is because actually today, the, the day that I'm recording this episode, I got the call from my accountant. And when your accountant sends you a text message and says, we need to talk, generally speaking, I know that that's not a good thing. When your accountant sends you a message that says, we need to talk, and I've already called 911 on your behalf, now you know that you are really in for something. And that is exactly how my day went today, which is what inspired me to do this episode. But here's the thing. Even though I pay my quarterly taxes, because of COVID last year, I did not have a lot of travel expenses. Some of my money had to get allocated to other, other things because my wife was out of work. And so it ultimately altered the course that I was on for taxes in 2020. So I found myself having to owe additional tax this year to the equivalent of what I used to make in an entire year doing radio. That is on top of all of the taxes that I have already paid. So my annual radio salary almost is what I owe in addition for my tax bill for 2020. After the initial shock, after several minor possibly somewhat major heart palpitations. Um, and when my butt finally came unpuckered, I breathed a sigh of relief because I knew that I had the money. Seeing that number was terrifying, but knowing that I had the money sitting in my tax account was a relief. If I was not setting aside 30% from every single dime that I made, I can't even begin to express to you how screwed I would have been with this tax bill. And this is why it is so important that you get into this habit. But don't get into this habit when you're already making a really big salary because it's going to be a lot harder to get into that habit. You need to get into that habit now. When you're making whatever it is that you're making it, if you're already making a decent amount of money, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge for you because you're going to see this account just building up and you're going to want to touch it. You're going to want to spend it or apply it to debt or do something with it, but you need to learn to just leave it there. And I think that it's easier to start doing this when you're making less money so that as your income grows, you've now just got this habit where the percentage just goes and you don't even think about it. You don't even give yourself the opportunity to hesitate. You don't even give yourself a chance to think about what else you could do with that money because it is going into a totally and completely separate bank account. And then it is going to grow in that account so that you can either pay your quarterlies or ultimately you can pay your big bill at the end of the year if you still have a big bill left over. I would have been screwed. Like 
I can't even begin to express to you how screwed I would have been. So I am so grateful that I had this conversation with my accountant. I would say probably it's been about five or six years ago now that he got me into this habit of just instantly transferring money. You are going to need to have the conversation with your accountant because depending on where you live, whether you are in Canada, the United States, another country, depending on what your your tax laws are, I pay certain percentages on the provincial level and certain percentages on the federal level. And so this is why you need to have a, a conversation with your accountant. I can't just tell you that it's going to be 30%. Where you live, it might be 10%. Based on your income, it might be 5%. Or it might be 25%. Or maybe it's 50% depending on your income. This is why you need to have that conversation with your accountant so that you can sit down and figure this out. But I cannot express to you how essential it is that you get yourself into this habit. I see it all the time when tax season rolls around, voice actors that are panicking because they're trying to figure out how they're going to pay their taxes because they weren't prepared for it. And the reason why we aren't prepared for it is what I said in the beginning. It's because we spend most of our lives as employees not employers, and the way that we think about taxes are two different things based on those perspectives, right? Talk to your accountant, have that conversation, make a plan, set up a bank account, save yourself a heart attack. Do it now. If you're only making $10,000 a year and you're only setting aside 5%, great. Make $10,000 a year, set aside 5%. So that next year, when you make $25,000, you're in the habit already of setting aside that 5%. Or if you're making $30,000 this year and you want to set aside 20% and you get into that habit so that next year when you're making $60,000, taking that 20% doesn't feel like a big deal. And again, you need to speak with an accountant, a tax professional, where you live locally so that you can determine what the percentages are going to be based on your income. But this is absolutely something that you need to do. Now, I do need to say I am not a tax consultant. I am not an accountant. I am not a financial advisor. This is, again, why I am reiterating the importance of speaking to a tax professional. But I can tell you, based on my time and my experience in this business, how much of a lifesaver it has been just today alone. When I look at how much I still owe, it's ridiculous to me. (laughs) Like, I'm like, how can I possibly still owe that much in tax? That's what I used to make in a year. But I am so grateful that that money was sitting in a bank account because I was smart enough to be saving it aside all year long. So there's no stress. There's no pressure. Is it going to tweak a nerve a little bit when I ultimately transfer that money to the government? Yeah, I suppose maybe a little bit. But thank God that the money's there. Don't put yourself in a situation where you can't afford to pay your taxes. This is part of your responsibility and your obligation as a VOpreneur, learning how to handle certain sides of the business, right? It's not just recording. It's not just submitting auditions. It's not just sending things to a casting site. There's so much more to this. And being able to handle your taxes and knowing how to do that responsibly is part of the piece of the puzzle. My late father-in-law always used to joke with me that he wished that he could pay a million dollars a year in taxes. Because if he was paying a million dollars a year in taxes, just think about how much money he must be making. 
And I loved that perspective. We tend to carry a negative narrative towards taxes. We, we tend to think of it as the government taking our money. We, we look at it as a loss. It usually frustrates us, especially the bigger the number gets, the more painful it feels when you start writing, you know, multiple tens of thousands of dollars worth of checks to the government. It, you know, it, it tweaks a little bit. But I loved that perspective that he gave. And that is a perspective that I have held on to every year since he gave it to me. So that instead of thinking about how frustrating it is to pay all this tax, and instead of thinking about how annoying it is that the government's got their hand in my pocket and taking all of my money, and, and all of the, instead of all, all those negative narratives that surround it, so that you get angry at tax time, because so many people do, and you get angry when you get that tax bill, because so many people do, instead, I'm just thinking, dang, like, if that's my tax bill, how much did I make? How blessed am I? How hard have I worked? How much have I grown my business? How successful have I become? And I remind myself of those things and I focus on those things so that my narrative is a positive narrative, so that my narrative is coming from a place of gratitude and not anger. So I want to leave you with that thought. Again, not a tax professional, not an accountant, not a financial advisor, just a guy who's been there who's done that, and who's trying to help you so that you don't find yourself in a really awkward, tough, challenging, scary position with a tax bill that you weren't prepared for. Get a good accountant. Do it sooner than later. They will pay for themselves. That is part of your responsibility to being a successful VOPreneur. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday VOPreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at VOPreneur.com.